And once again, good morning, gentlemen, and welcome. Welcome to day two of this podcasting journey through sexual sobriety, semen retention, and authentic, open-hearted, truthful dialogue. I'm looking forward to the possibility of creating a community around these kinds of talks. And so what's the point of that? What's the point of having a sense of community around our recovery? Well, of course, anybody who's been a part of a 12-step organization or who is a longtime user of some place like NoFap or really any group of people committed to something that has to do with spiritual purification, with reclaiming our well-being, knows that mutual support and relating to each other has a profound, remarkable benefit. What I have seen for myself is that whereas there is definitely a strong sense of community around sexual recovery and sexual health and wellness, whether through NoFap or 12-step groups or therapy or any other number of avenues such as support groups, etc., I have found surprisingly little community for men around the topic of semen retention. And so that's going to be a major topic of discussion or monologue in this case, but please do join into the discussion, whether with comments or however you're inspired. Email me, text me, whatever. So how did I get interested in semen retention initially and what's that been like in my life to date? Well, shall we start at the very beginning? A very good place to start, said the lady in the sound of music. Okay then, so I was probably about 21 years old and I was in a Barnes and Noble bookstore near where I lived. And I was always interested in the books on spirituality, religion, philosophy, and round about those sections, there was maybe a little subset of a section entitled sexuality, or maybe it was next to the new age section, I'm not sure. But for whatever reason, my attention was drawn to this book, which was a true account of a man who had gone to India with the intention of finding a tantric guru or guruess. And it took him some pretty serious hiking and exploring and climbing and asking around, but way out there in the Himalayas, if I recall correctly, he did in fact find a real tantric guru, a woman, which apparently was traditional in that understanding. And that is to say for the woman to be the teacher. And she did accept him as a student and he described his journey through all kinds of remarkable ascetical practices. I know he had to survive out in the the elements alone for a period of time, and then she would care for him, 
he learned all kinds of things about his body, what it was capable of. He had orgasms without ejaculation. He had ejaculation without orgasms. And there was something holistic and profound that he was discovering and running into and that he became a part of in his initiation by this tantric teacher. Now, I would not today call myself a tantric practitioner by any means, but reading this account as a younger man opened my awareness to a set of possibilities about my body. That is to say that there was more possible, that my body was capable of more, and also that there was more meaning related to these bodily functions such as orgasm and ejaculation and the accompanying drives and urges, desires, pleasures. This whole territory, clearly, I discovered through the, the eyes of this author, whose name escapes me now. I know the book exists, and somebody else recently told me the title of it, I think, but I, I don't remember. But basically, his writing and his experiences, as he put them down onto the page, showed me there was way, way, way more possible for myself as a man in this domain of my sexuality, my sexual expression, my sexual experience, and my relationship to myself as a sensual and sexual being. And I was particularly fascinated by the notion of orgasm without ejaculation. I think by that point I had intuitively discovered that many ejaculations or too many ejaculations was fatiguing and uninspiring for me as a man. And so the notion that I could orgasm without ejaculating was, was all of a sudden very, very, very important. Then fast forward a little bit, I discovered the book recommended to me by a friend by Montauk Chia one of his books created for popular consumption in the West, The Multi-Orgasmic Man. And through those techniques and practices, which are very basic, but still well presented and accurate, I was able to begin practicing the, the way to access an orgasm or an orgasmic experience without the need for an ejaculation. And I did practice a lot. And I mean a lot. For better or for worse, this was a deep fascination. So now, here I am at the age of 38, having made that discovery around the age of 20 or 21, so 17 plus years later. What I've discovered is that there is a state of bliss, which we might term orgasm, which I consider to be an inherent part of who I am or an inherent aspect of who I am, an inherent aspect of what I am capable of. And that is what was so inspiring about the possibility of orgasm without ejaculation. Now, that's not to say that orgasm without ejaculation is just in every respect like those ejaculatory orgasms. It was an access to a whole different set of possibilities, to a whole different way of exploring myself. 
And now I've come to the place where I realize that orgasm or the pursuit of orgasm, whether it be ejaculatory or non-ejaculatory, is simply not what I'm about. It's not what I'm here for. What I'm here for and what I've discovered is reliably the best access to bliss, peace, happiness, joy, fulfillment, a sense of being right with myself, with God, and with others, has something more to do with cultivating who I am, and then out of that, in an authentic way, in a way that feels right to me, there may be states of bliss that arise, which one may term orgasm. But I'm no longer in pursuit of those states, and nor am I running from them, but the point is not actively chasing them, is such that certain pleasures, even profound pleasures, may arise in the process of cultivating oneself as a man, as a being. And I've discovered that semen retention is a key part of that for me. However my sexuality may look, and at the moment I'm a single man, never been married, fully intent on living celibate, unless I find myself to be married, which is not something I'm particularly anticipating anytime soon nor working towards, but it's a possibility God only knows. But I've learned that basically there's something about my semen that when I retain it, it gives me an access to states of bliss, creativity, sense of rightness and peace and joy and well-being, which is simply not present for me the way that it is when I'm retaining my semen, it's just not available to me in an ejaculatory state or in a state of routine ejaculation. Even though now it's been just over 24, no, 48 hours since my, since my maintenance of my bottom lines, no pornography, no masturbation, no ejaculation, no wet dreams and no sex it has been renewed. And, and yet even in these 48 hours, I can say this is a, different life. This is the way that the life I'm committed to leading feels. And I thank you all for listening. I invite you to this dialogue in whichever way you are inspired. Many blessings and lots of love to anyone who wants to connect in this way.